Hey, podcasters. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. Hello and welcome to Podcast Pontifications with me, Evo Terra. Today, I want to talk about something that plagues every new podcaster. And that is, once you've released your episodes, episode perhaps, what the hell should you do now? What are the right actions you should be taking after you've launched a show? Now, normally on Podcast Pontifications, I talk about bigger things. And I talk about the future of things, not so much the tactical individual things, but there are so many myths that prevail, 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 not prevail, prevail about podcasting. And I think it's important that we critically look at some of the ideas that are tossed around as definitely things you should do because that's what podcasting is, as opposed to what actually might work. Okay. That's what we're going to do today. And I've got a list of things. I've got an old and busted list, and I have a new hotness list. I recognize the irony of calling things new hotness. I totally, completely get it. All right, here we go. Shall we begin? You've got your podcasts all up there. You've submitted it to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Spreaker, all the various places. Now you're sitting there going, what should I do now? Well, one of the first things people say is, well, I have to work really, really, really hard and get my podcast into new and notable on iTunes. And in fact, I only have six weeks to do that. Wrong. There is no time limitation for getting in new and notable first. But so what? Honestly, so what? It has been proven more of the times than I can count that having a show in new and notable isn't all that fantastic for you. You get a spike in individual downloads for the episodes while your show is listed in new and notables. Sometimes, sometimes. But then often those don't translate into actual subscribers. But it's nice exposure. Sure, it's fine. But you don't have to work on it. There is no time limitation. It's called new and notable, and that's a mistake. It's a misnomer. It should be called new or notable. And really, it should just be called notable or a hand-curated list that Apple occasionally deals with and updates, but not often. It's worthless, in my opinion. It, it go, it, it's great if you get in new and notable, but having an effort to get yourself in new and notable is dumb. Instead of that, why don't you focus on something that actually could really significantly increase your listenership? And that is work really hard to become a guest on a podcast that's more popular than yours, which is every podcast because you've just started. Guest appearances on big name podcasts Raise your own personal, or if it's for your business, your business's overall awareness. 
leverage the shows that are that have an active listener base. I'm not saying it's easy to do this. I'm just saying that's where your energy should go. What can you do for those shows? Identify them and figure out what you need to do, how you could bring something to the table, not as another podcaster, but as an expert in the materials that you talk about on your podcast. Do that for somebody else's show. All the efforts for new and notable, stop those. Instead, put that effort into being a guest on a bigger podcast. Number two thing you should stop doing or not do at all, and that's beg for reviews. Seriously. Much like the myths surrounding new and notable, I've got a news flash for you. Reviews mean nothing to Apple's algorithm of sorting shows. They do not help, regardless of how many times the podcasts you listen to say, reviews really help. They do not. I assure you they do not. They're nice social proof. If somebody is looking for a show and if they happen to see the reviews and if that's an influencer, then maybe, maybe that will cause them to hit subscribe or try something out or not. Maybe, but it doesn't impact, it doesn't impact the algorithm whatsoever. You want to seriously make an impact as opposed to begging people for reviews, what you should do instead is figure out how to do a smart PR, public relations approach. There are probably lots of newsletters, right, in your industry, lots of influencers in your particular vertical, that if you could become a valuable resource to them, they might then share your show with their larger list. It's not just asking them, hey, pretty please, would you share this? It is actively cultivating a relationship with that person. That's what public relations is, having a list of people you can call to and say, hey, I've done something cool. Can we talk about it? And they will talk about it. Next thing you should stop doing, spamming social. I'm serious. Stop stop spamming social. Not only is social media is fine. It's your, you know, if you've got a big, big audience, wonderful. Great. Talk to them. Spam your own social account as much as you want. But stop going to various groups and lists and chat rooms and just dumping out as if people just can't wait to listen to and subscribe to your show. It's a terrible, terrible idea. Stop spamming social. If you want to spend your time, energy, and effort on something better, go take a hard look at your website and make sure that you have optimized it for a great listener experience. Most podcasts' websites are either an afterthought or just completely suck, which is kind of the combination of the two. All of that effort you would spend writing up all these wonderful things and groups that you want to go spam and how, blah, 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 blah. don't do any of that. Instead, look at your website. Look at the site you're directing people to and be real critical of yourself, making sure that you've done that the best for the listener experience. Next thing you should stop is the dumb promo swaps. Good God, people, it's not 2005 anymore. Tactics need to be reevaluated from time to time. Listen, if you like promo swaps, fine. I'm not, I'm not saying you shouldn't do them. But listen, new people coming into the mix, a promo swap is a commercial. Commercials typically are kind of lost and kind of skipped. It's very easy to skip shows nowadays. Listen, we hear things buzzing by us all the time. Promo swaps don't help. They really, I can't stress enough, promo swaps are not helpful. Yeah, there's anecdotal information of, well, I like to listen to this show because of the promos they play. 2018, can we do something new? Really? Seriously? Some new stuff? 
At the top, I talked about what to do with the promo, you know, guest appearance. That's very different than a promo swap. Promo swap is worthless. But the other thing that's very helpful is instead of promo swaps, um, what about sharing some real-life testimonials? What about reaching out to people who do listen to your show? Getting that feedback from actual listeners, not begging for reviews, getting real-life feedback, email, voicemail, tweets, whatever. Connect with your audience, which you should be able to do. You should be able to figure out how to do that and ask them for honest testimonials. Take those testimonials and share them. Ask your guests. Ask the person who is giving you the testimonial to share that testimony with, with that, with their group. That's helpful. That's something much better than a promo swamp. Okay? Old and busted. One thing. Stop going for new and notable. You're wrong about how that works. Number two. Stop begging for reviews. They do not help the algorithms at all. Number three. Stop spamming social media communities. You're just an annoying person when you do that. And number five, stop doing promo swaps. It's not that helpful. Most people ignore them. Okay? Instead, do the new hotness list. Work really hard to be a guest on a podcast that has a much larger audience than yours. Become a friend to that person. While you're at it, number two, do some really, really smart PR. Find the influencers. Find the newsletter publishers. Find the people talking about your industry. Be friends with them. Offer them content they could share with their lists. Number three, optimize your website's listener experience, and it's not that hard. Ignore everything you think is right and go through and think, if I'm a listener, is this helpful? And then finally, work on getting shared testimonials from actual real-life listeners and share them and have them share them as well. Hey, listen, if you need help with any of this stuff, check out podcastlaunch.pro. Uh, launching podcasts is what I do for businesses, mostly, and professional service providers. If you need help with any of that, contact me, evo at podcastlaunch.pro. I'll be back tomorrow with yet another podcast pontifications. Cheers! While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic healthcare need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families, including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donationsforabortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, 
Here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, Abortion.Cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, PlanCPills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, choice.crd.co has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.